Welcome to the Staying Ages podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we will be talking about using biomimetic dentistry to improve your oral health. To get this longevity party started, I'm going to give you a brief rundown on what biomimetic dentistry is, the importance of improving your oral health, and some links between your oral health and other diseases. Later today, we'll be chatting with our expert, Dr. Paul O'Malley, Master of Biomimetic Dentistry. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in the USA, the UK, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, Uganda, France, Germany, Nigeria, and much more. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Hey, y'all. Hey, we are back. Can you believe it? For season eight. Thank you so much for rolling with us for all of these seasons and all these episodes. We appreciate you so much for listening. This season, I really wanted to talk about a range of topics. And today I'm super excited to get into dental health again and actually talk about biomimetic dentistry. I was super excited to learn about this. I knew nothing about it. So I want to break down what it is for you and also talk about some links between your oral health and other disease. Biomimetic dentistry is an approach to restorative dentistry that aims to mimic the actual natural structure and function of your teeth. The term biomimetic comes from the Greek words bios, meaning life, and mimesis, meaning to imitate. Biomimetic dentistry is based on the principle that a tooth should be restored in a way that preserves as much of its natural tooth structure as possible, rather than simply replacing it with synthetic material. This approach involves using materials and techniques that replicate the natural properties of teeth, such as their strength, elasticity, and ability to withstand stress. Biomimetic dentistry also emphasizes preventative measures to maintain oral health, such as minimally invasive procedures, early detection of decay and damage, and patient education on proper oral hygiene practices. As someone who has been to the dentist, child, and had a lot of health problems because of the dentist, I was super excited to hear about this and all about it. I wish I knew about it sooner because I would have been going to a biomimetic dentist all these years. Recent scientific research has revealed that there are several unexpected links between your oral health and other forms of disease. For example, gum disease has been linked to an increased risk of heart disease, stroke, and diabetes. Inflammation caused by gum disease can also lead to the narrowing of arteries and an increased risk of blood clots, which can lead to heart attacks and strokes. And additionally, the bacteria that causes gum disease can enter your bloodstream and affect blood sugar control, especially in people with diabetes. A study published in the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease in 2020 found that the bacteria responsible for gum disease can also be found in the brains of Alzheimer's patients. The study suggests that the bacteria may play a role in the development of Alzheimer's disease. Studies have also shown a link between gum disease and kidney disease. A study published in the Journal of Clinical Periodontology in 2020 
found that people with gum disease were more likely to develop chronic kidney disease. The study suggests that treating gum disease may actually help prevent or slow the progression of kidney disease. Another study shows a link between gum disease and rheumatoid arthritis. A study published in the Journal of Periodontology in 2018 found that treating gum disease can improve the symptoms of rheumatoid arthritis. The study suggests that gum disease may be a risk factor for rheumatoid arthritis and that treating it may improve outcomes for people with the condition. Oral health has also been linked to respiratory diseases such as pneumonia and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Poor oral hygiene can lead to the growth of harmful bacteria in the mouth and throat, which then can be inhaled into the lungs, which then can cause infection and then more inflammation. A study published in the Journal of Clinical Periodontology in 2008 found that people with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease had a higher prevalence of gum disease compared to those without COPD. The study followed 109 participants and found that those with COPD had more severe gum disease compared to those without it. A review article published in the Journal of Microbiology in 2020 summarized several studies that have found an association between oral health and respiratory diseases. The review article noted that the oral bacteria can be aspirated into your lungs, potentially causing or exacerbating respiratory infections. Furthermore, there is evidence to suggest that poor oral health may be linked to certain types of cancers, such as pancreatic cancer and oral cancer. Studies have shown that the bacteria that cause gum disease can travel through the bloodstream to other parts of the body where they can promote the growth of cancer cells. A study published in the National Library of Medicine in 2020 found that the bacteria responsible for gum disease can increase the risk of esophageal cancer. The study suggests that treating gum disease may help prevent esophageal cancer. So you can see how important your oral health is. So here's a few ways that biomimetic dentistry can improve your oral health. We know that it preserves more of the natural truth structure. So biomimetic dentistry techniques allow dentists to preserve more of your natural tooth structure when they're repairing your teeth. That means less of the tooth needs to be removed to accommodate restoration, which also helps to maintain the tooth strength and reduce the risk of further damage. Uh, It also reduces the risk of tooth sensitivity. So traditional dental restorations such as metal fillings can cause tooth sensitivity due to the differences in thermal expansion and contraction between the filling material and the actual tooth. Biomimetic restorations, on the other hand, are designed to expand and contract in a way that's similar to the natural tooth structure, which reduces the risk of sensitivity. It also prevents the needs for more invasive procedures. Because biomimetic restorations are designed to mimic the natural tooth structure, they can help prevent the need for more invasive procedures such as root canals or extractions. By preserving more of the natural tooth structure, biomimetic dentists can help maintain the tooth strength and vitality, reducing the need for more extensive treatment. It also can help improve aesthetics. Biomimetic restorations are designed to blend seamlessly with natural teeth, resulting in a more natural and aesthetically pleasing appearance. This can help to improve your confidence and overall oral health. Now that you've learned a bit more about biomimetic dentistry and also the major importance of improving your oral health and how it can be connected to so many different disease processes, I really hope that you're thinking of ways to adopt this approach in 2023 and also just to make your oral health a priority. 
All right, all right. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll chat with our amazing guest. So stay tuned. Are you a woman struggling with horrible periods, fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, infertility, or unsavory menopausal symptoms? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And in my Hormone Balancing Academy, me and my team can help you approach any hormonal challenge you are facing from a holistic perspective. Don't take my word only for it. Here's a snippet from a recent client whose fibroid shrunk after following my recommendations. Um, come to find out my fibroid shrunk to a 1.5. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> I was so happy and grateful to God and Asosa and, you know, just her program really. Outside of my fibroid shrinking, I am off of chicken, so I don't do meat. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> and I don't do dairy. Don't, you know, we don't do that anymore. And my weight is steadily at a 101 pounds as of today. So my weight did go up. Um, so I'm really happy with, you know, with my results. I'm really grateful to, you know, to God and to to Asosa and her, her Raw Girl program. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you sign up for Raw Girl. You won't regret it. Just in case you missed it, head on back to season six and hear more of the amazing glow-up stories from women who have overcome infertility, normalized incessant periods, and much more. If you or someone you know are interested in reaching your hormonal health goals with support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a free 20-minute call and a member of our team will talk to you. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Attention, superfood lovers. You all may know that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? Moringa has 92 nutrients, 46 antioxidants, and all eight essential amino acids, making it an amazing plant-based source of protein. Every part of the plant could be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face daily, and I use Moringa powder to add my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from a company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa is creating jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part, every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. To date, they have planted over 3 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit truemoringa.com and use the code RAWGIRL at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. If you are already a diehard fan or becoming one, this year you have the opportunity to join their True Moringa Challenge and get free Moringa oil for a year, $104 in value. Customers who have used their oil say it helps to bring their skin back into balance, deeply moisturize, and minimize signs of premature aging. All you have to do is follow at The Raw Girl and at True Moringa on Instagram and email us at media at therawgirl.com with before and after photos or videos of your skin transformation after using the oil along with your story. Don't miss out on the chance to get a full year of product. Can't wait to hear from you. Dr. Paul O'Malley is a 30-year master of biomimetic dentistry 
who's on the cutting edge of rebuilding teeth back to the specifications of Mother Nature. Dr. O'Malley took a hard look at the common practices of his industry and found that industry standards are harming the overall health of their patients. Dr. O'Malley is on a crusade to help educate people on the harmful effects of traditional dentistry, like root canals, crowns, caps, products, and much more. He has also been featured on TLC's hit series, 10 Years Younger. So I've had quite a bout with dentists, right? So I have two crowns, right? And the last crown that I got, I was really upset about. And that's actually what prompted yeah. me to start looking for alternatives even deeper because I basically had my, my, my tooth chipped. I think I had like ground my teeth at night and it chipped, right? And their solution yeah. to this chip in my tooth was to grind the entire thing down and put a crown. And it was like, first right. of all, it was horrible. <laughs> it was like the worst yeah. there ever. And I was yeah. like, gotta be, and I was literally like, buddy, come on. Is there anything else you can do for me here? Like, this just doesn't seem to. to that's it. That's, that's all we got. We've been doing that since the late 1800s. That's all we got. Yeah. And he actually just was going, because it was actually one of my like wisdom. It was like a really hard place to have a, you know, a crack, a, a chip tooth. They actually were just going to yeah. pull it out. And I was like, no, that's just not acceptable. Yeah. I chew with that tooth. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, that's uh five to 7% of our chewing is on the wisdom teeth. If we have them. Exactly. And so I for some one. people, if you pull them, they're like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't function as well. You know, yeah. so I get that. So I want to get your perspective on on a, cu a couple of things in dentistry, just because I think you're coming from a different perspective. So I want to understand what you think about crowns. I, I did hear already what you said about root canals, but I'm like, what do you think about crowns? What do you think about, um, do you also approach like cavity filling differently? I'm just curious. Yeah, so... Um, uh having studied extensively, uh, extensively in biomimetic dentistry, which I think I've explained before, but it just bio means life and mimetic means copying. So it's, it's how we uh, re rebuild a tooth that's broken down as close to mother nature as possible. Because there's different structures to the tooth. The hard outer lining is the enamel and that uh, resists uh, acids and alkalines and th you know various uh, pH differences in the mouth. And it's also helps against abrasiveness um, and it's hard, right? But underneath it, it's soft and that's called the dentin, which means in the tooth, which means indent, which translated as in the tooth. So what, what happens is you've got this hard outer structure and you have the softer inner structure that's protecting the nerve. So mother nature had a really great design. And then when we do a crown, we just blast through everything, whack it all down and stick this hard thing over it, right? And so it would violate mother nature to such a high degree. And as a result, what do we see with it? Well, it's overly hard on the opposing tooth. The shock absorption to the tooth that has the crown on it changes. It just has a different uh, wavelength, so to speak than a natural tooth. So in biomimetic dentistry, what we attempt to do is rebuild those individual layers and keep as much of the natural tooth as possible and still get something that's long lasting and functional. It's very simple, actually. Does the material with which you rebuild matter? Yes, because 
when you look at uh, dental engineering principles, you want to match the flexation levels of the different types of tooth structure. So the dentin flexes much more than the enamel, which is more brittle and um, hard, you know? So when you're replacing the, those structures, you want to use a certain composite in the middle that matches that substructure. And then when you cover the chewing surface, you want to get as close to an enamel hardness as you can. So yeah, the materials the materials matter. And then you also, uh, the, the problem with when someone does a crown is they're grinding down the whole tooth. It's like putting a tooth in a pencil sharpener. The <laughs> whole thing gets ground down, right? And, uh, and it's so connected to your brain and your ear and we hear everything, right? As a patient, yes. it's like, whoa, what is going on? Yeah. And you know, children put things in their mouth when they're little babies because our tongue is 200 times more sensitive than our touch, our fingers. So everything is magnified in the mouth, right? But all that healthy structure gets ground down and then it inflames the nerve. And for some people, uh, as much as 30% over a 10-year period, the nerve can get sickly and begin to die. So there's got to be a better way. And there is. And it's all based on scientific literature. Biomimetic dentistry is all backed by extensive literature. And a couple of my mentors, one in particular, just culled all the literature, codified it, put it all together. And then it's not like we're a bunch of, you know, cool dentists in our garage going, hey, let's do this. That would be a good way to fix people's teeth, right? It's all based on science. So when we present it to other dentists, once they get the science behind it and the logic behind it, if they go back to their practice and start doing it, it's harder than traditional dentistry. But hmm. if they do it and push through and get comfortable with it, they're so richly rewarded that the, their, their practice becomes more of a joy because they know they're salvaging teeth, teeth structure, making people healthy. Not that they weren't before, but they a lot of times they didn't know what they didn't know. And right. now getting the basic knowledge of how you can be more conservative is pretty awesome. And I find that the majority of dentists after 10, 12 years, they wish and they're looking for ways to be more conservative. So sometimes they might see teeth with cracks in them. And rather than treat them, they say, well, let's watch that. The only problem right. with that approach, because they don't want to grind it down and put a crown on, right? The only problem with that approach is we call it supervised neglect because eventually the tooth will crack, hit the nerve, either you need to pull it or a root canal, and then they put a crown on it anyway. So what do you do with the cracked tooth? They're, they're, the, all those principles are well known in biomimetic dentistry. And we just rebuild it up, put some bonding in it, and it reholds the tooth together. It's so interesting because when you're talking about supervised neglect and how it's a little bit harder to do what you do, I feel yeah. like it very much relates to what I do, which is actually getting to the root cause of people's health problems. Like a lot yeah. of women are coming with fibroids and doctors are just like, let's do a surgery. And it's like, well, yeah. it's much harder to guide that person through the process of like changing their diet and doing all the stuff so their hormones actually balance. But yeah. then it's like way more rewarding because then that person literally does not have that problem anymore. You know, it's really interesting. Yeah. And well, plus it, it's nice. And plus you're not, you're not just treating the symptom. I mean, even sometimes in biomimetic dentistry, we're, we're treating a problem that's happened as a result of something else. Mm. And that's usually a breakdown in the diet a breakdown. I mean, you know, cavities and gum disease both come from a dysbiosis, a bacterial dysbiosis, right? So, so there's more pathogenic or harmful bacteria 
cavity-causing bacteria, and gum disease-causing bacteria. Well, if we can get those under control, things will turn to health. But along the way, it created some damage. So the damage is structural, and we just need to shore up the structural weakness. But then if we can do those preventative steps, then you can help people save their teeth for life. I mean, that's one of my logos in my office, save your teeth for life. That's awesome. And it's funny because literally when I was in West Texas, people, uh, they grew up knowing by the time they're 40 or 45, they're going to lose their teeth anyway. So they get cavities and one would hurt a little bit. And they said, well, just pull it out, just pull it out. You know, so I used to have a questionnaire back then, you know, how do you feel about your teeth? Are they important to you? Do you want to keep your teeth? You know, now here I am in Southern California. I would never ask those questions because everybody wants to keep their teeth. Yeah, But in, in West Texas at that time, this is over 20 years ago, but, you know, uh, you had to change the mindset because they knew they were going to lose their teeth and teeth were sort of a plague anyway. So get them out the younger, the better. No, it's crazy. You. Yeah. When do you ever have to have conversations with people about their diet or or suggest that they consider doing other things to, to also help with their dental health? Yeah, all the time. Uh uh, you know, I, on my, one of my, um, health questionnaires is what their diet consists of, et cetera. And then I know if I need to help them. So, you know, some people are on a high fruit diet or they're fruitarians, yes. right? Oh my God. And really bad on the teeth, unless genetically they have real strong enamel, but even with that, eventually it'll break down. And where it breaks down is a lot of times along the gum line. And we just see it break down along the gum line and it sucks up phosphorus and calcium and, you know, basic nutrients break down in the mouth, right? Totally. So if, if they're a fruitarian, uh, that's one thing. If they're a vegetarian or vegan, th- that's another. And then we, I check to see, well, are they eating simple carbohydrates, you know, and they're quote unquote vegan, you know, healthy diet, but they're eating uh, donuts and uh pasta and bread and you know lord knows what and that all ferments and becomes sugar mm-hmm. and in the mouth too right yeah. so you have all these bacteria in the mouth and then the person feeds it a coke dr pepper they smoke cigarettes and then uh, it dries up the mouth and the enzymes that buffer and it's just a sure uh it's a perfect storm to get tooth decay and gum disease so if they can slowly move in the direction of health that's what i try to help them do because I try to do things in gradients because if you go, you probably know this yourself, right? If you go, if you try to fix everything all at once, it's too overwhelming. So you pick it a little bit, then you do the next thing and the next thing until you get to health, right? So yeah. I call it and peeling then, an onion. I call it peeling an onion. Yeah. You have to like, I know it, it does. And it makes you, it makes you cry a lot, right? As you're doing <laughs> it. <laughs> it so that's a good analogy. Like, oh, can we go faster? <laughs> so uh, it's it's kind of, I mean, I have another company called Great Oral Health. And the Great Oral Health Company has all these products. They're all natural uh, products. I patented the system. It's oh, called cool. the Great Oral Health System. So it cleans the back of the tongue. And then it talks about, I mean, there's a whole educational program, flossing, brushing, how to do it correctly. And then there's products to help bring balance to the bacteria. There's actually a probiotic for the mouth, ear, nose, and throat. Yeah. So because we're always killing stuff, but how about put the good stuff back like we do with the gut? Yeah. So these bacteria here are different than what we, somewhat different than what we see in the gut. So 
And if you just swallow something, it goes to the gut. It's not coming back to help the ear, nose, and throat. So that's for those people that, okay, they're probably not going to change their diet a whole lot. Get them started on that. They start doing better. And then you work a little bit with their diet, et cetera. But some will never fully change their diet. Mm. And even the toothpaste I have has a natural healing mineral in it called hydroxyapatite, which is basically calcium, phosphorus, and uh, uh, various other ingredients that help remineralize the enamel and seal if there's dentin exposed from erosion. So there's a lot of proactive things people can do. But what pre pre what is before that is the diet. And then generally what's a little bit before that is genetics. Mm. So uh, the way I tell my patients to say, who do you look more like your mom or your dad? Yeah. And they'll tell you, oh, I look more like my dad. How are your dad's teeth? Oh, he has troubles yeah. all the time. Yeah. Well, you may inherit that. Yeah. So you just have to be more vigilant, right? Yeah. Um, same way with gum disease, right? So mom never had problems with her teeth. Dad did. Now this patient has trouble. Say, well, who do you, I know the answer, but who do you look more like? Well, I look more like dad. <laughs> and it's like, well, you got the good and the bad. I mean, that's the way it goes being an offspring, but you know, we just got to yeah. work with what we have. No, totally. And I, I use that too. I always have people figure out who they're more genetically similar to just to actually think about overall health issues. And it's like, okay, that's right. look like your mom and you know, your mom has diabetes and she's been eating X, Y, Z. Maybe you should eat the complete opposite, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Or maybe you should just think, rethink. Uh, ding, 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 maybe, yeah, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I think it's really <clears throat> interesting because we can use it in the context of oral health of anything, really. Um, it's just being a little yeah, bit it's a similar. Aware. It's a similar thing. Um, you know, you probably heard this type of analogy, you know, when people say, wow, I just need something sweet. I need something sugary. Mm -hmm. I just get a craving, right? They don't realize, and and even uh, a very popular uh, uh, doctor on the internet and has a great program, Doctor, uh, uh, I think Doctor Berg. He'll say, "Well, yeah. the, the, they think they're they think they have this sweet craving, but that's not really what's happening. They've been hijacked by the bacteria, and the bacteria say, feed me the sugary stuff.' So if you can deny it to those bacteria and be in control, then within about three weeks, that habit that habit." pattern will fall into place and it's the same way with the mouth you know yeah. so um you know and and the only variances are sometimes a lot of people come in and they have really bad diets and they just don't have much cavities they don't have much gum disease well you know they just have a better constitution mm -hmm. than others you know so mm -hmm. but eventually it'll catch up with them mm -hmm. very very yeah. interesting yeah um like based on all this information, I feel like choosing the right dentist is probably one of the first things someone should do, but it, are there questions we should ask a dentist? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I would say, you know, a lot of times it's word of mouth, but word of mouth isn't always a sure fire, uh, certainty that you're going to get someone that you're compatible with. Um, so you can go on their website and check out the dentist and see what their philosophy is. Uh, their training, uh, they've had some experience so they can have some judgment. Mm -hmm. And then look for someone that's doing, uh, if you can find uh, those that practice biomimetic dentistry, that's great because they're going to do really more conservative dentistry. And there's a website, the Academy of 
uh, biomimetic dentistry, AOBMD.org, I believe. Might be .com, but either .com or .org. Mm -hmm. And then there's a list of dentists that have done some courses and things like that. You know, buyer beware. You have to still make sure they're practicing what they learned because, you know, sometimes these skills take time. Like Mm -hmm. for me to build a tooth, like in my office, if you say, well, doctor, are you doing a filling? And it's like, what? I don't do fillings. Right. I do sculptures. I rebuild teeth in layers, you know? So to rebuild a tooth where uh, traditional dentistry might be where they clean out the decay and they blob in this stuff like Play-Doh and put the blue light on it and they're done in uh, 10, 15 minutes. Mine takes 45 minutes because you're doing it in little layers so Uh. it doesn't stress the tooth out. So you'd look for biomimetic. You would look for holistic because then they're going to use safer types of materials, which is always good. And they're, they're, they're considering the overall effect of the whole body. And, you know, and then you just have to see, are you compatible with the personality? And then if you get a treatment plan that doesn't seem to make sense to you, Mm -hmm. it's fine. Get another opinion, but you want to get it of a similar like-minded individual. So what I mean by that is sometimes people will go get second and third opinions because they basically want something cheaper. Right. And when they find that, they're like, oh yeah, that other guy was trying to rip me off. And it's like, it may not be true. Right. The other guy here might just be doing the quick traditional dentistry where the other guy here just doesn't have his uh, enlightenment system in place. And they, they, so they, they, they couldn't, they couldn't differentiate between the two. And it seemed like a filling is a filling is a filling, but Mm -hmm. it's not the case. Mm. So those are ways that you would do. And same way with like cosmetic dentistry, how much cosmetic dentistry have they done? Are they doing minimally invasive preparations? When it comes to veneers, we can do ultra thin veneers where we hardly take away tooth structure now. And they look really aesthetic. You know, whereas before we had to do the same old thing, grind them down the little cat teeth and stick something over it. And the problem is once they need root canals, they get more brittle and they can break. And then you need uh, implants. And then, you know, you've opened up a Pandora's box. So so why not keep as much as you can? I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I think as dentists get older, they're, they're all wanting to get more conservative. You know, they don't like all the destruction either. Yeah, I yeah. I think so. What do you consider? Do you think that biomimetic dentistry is is the future of dentistry, or does dentistry have a whole other next level that like it just hasn't completely fully realized yet? I think that well, I think still, the, the base. I think that until biomimetic dentistry <clears throat> becomes the baseline, then we probably haven't even gotten to the next level. But that's yeah. Not well, I I was explaining in the earlier segments, you know. But when I was doing traditional, from doing traditional dentistry to biomimetic dentistry, because we were so careful in protecting the nerve Mm -hmm. and making sure we've removed all the decay by using stain and things like that, that we protect the nerve so well that now with biomimetic dentistry, I do 10%, maybe 5% of the number of people would have to be referred out for a root canal or extraction compared to when I did traditional dentistry. So if we get everybody up to the level of practicing biomimetic dentistry and taking their time and doing that, we'll be able to save a lot more teeth. The endodontists who are the root canal specialists may not be thrilled by it because they'll get less business, right. but that's okay. You know, I mean, really dentists are trying to been trying to put, we've been trying to put ourselves out of business for a long time with preventive care, trying to get people to eat healthy and things like that. It's just, 
um, we're not there yet by a long run. So if the, if the standard of care became biomimetic dentistry, that would be awesome. And then it was wrapped around holistic principles. That would be like, uh, you know, the creme de la creme for sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. That would be super cool. All yeah. right. And, well, and, and, and that, that, that combines, you know, that combines conservative, conservative procedures all the way uh, throughout. Got it. Got it. This has been awesome. Um, where can people find you? Find your practice. Find you online. Well, they can do a free course. It's called freeholisticdentalcourse.com. And um, you might enjoy that as well. It's yeah, just short little, <laughs> uh, like little five to twelve minute videos. They're, it's a whole educational series. So I start off first with explaining the anatomy of a tooth and the bone and the gums and how that is, and I draw out. Uh, I illustrate it, make it very simple, and I clear up the various words so they're not so daunting. And then uh, from there, I show what happens when tooth decay comes in and then what uh, biomedic dentistry means and what, what the difference is. And then I, on models, I prepare on some other videos. I, I show differences in preparation. Like if you have a heavy-handed dentist and he does a veneer, he might cut off this much. If you have a light touch dentist that does uh, minimally invasive, you might do this much. And then jokingly, I say, so which one would you rather have, right? <laughs> it's a no brainer. Like if you're getting a tooth in the front fix, how much, you know, you, you leave almost the whole tooth intact and you fix it. Right, right. Um, so those are the whole, it's a whole educational series. So it's just freeholisticdentalcourse.com. And okay. then they can also check out my website. It's just drpaulomalley.com. Awesome. And they'll see whatever they like there. And uh, we have a lot of photography up there before and after. Because But the thing that I specialize more in is complex cases. I just happen to do it with holistic principles and biomimetic uh, applications. Very, very cool. You're the mom.com. Thank um, you. <laughs> thank you so much. For you too. You have a great smile, by the way. Thank you. Thank yes. you. I worked on it, even though I got... Keep, I feel keep like... smiling. <laughs> I feel like you worked I worked on it. What was it? Huh? You you worked on it? What was it? Yeah, I said I worked on it despite the fact that I feel like all, like all of my major problems at the beginning were all to do with my teeth. I was like, no, no, no. We're, oh wow. Yeah. And I and I resonated I resonated with what you were saying about different diets too cuz uh, I've been vegan for 25 years and there was a point where I was a yeah. food vegan and my that was when my teeth were actually the worst. So I had completely, yeah. once I understood that my diet was unhealthy, I had to completely revamp my diet and then also pay attention to how my diet was affecting my teeth and what I was consuming. So yes. totally with you on all of those points. Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. that, that was good. You know, and, and just another point for the vegan uh, crew out there, the what happens is an, a vegan diet can generally cause a deficiency in phosphorus and an amino acid called arginine. Yeah. So the, the, the plaque and ba the bacteria will stick more to the teeth. And then because of the phosphorus, you won't have the same healing capacity. So they can get a lot of decay. And then coupled with, like you were saying earlier, eating the, you know, sweets and all this stuff, you know, yeah. it still fits vegan, but it's sort of a violation of vegan because they're overloading on sugary stuff. Um, Agreed. And even if it's not, you know, so, like you said, if it's a fruitarian diet, yikes, like you're going to, yeah, have it's really tough. I've <laughs> seen people come in and within, well, I have one person that came in on a fruitarian diet 
uh, just destroyed her teeth. But for oh her, God. she'd had um, like cancer and things like that. So she went to some clinic and it was all fruits and everything. And she she got rid of her cancer somehow. So, you know, uh, good luck. I'm not going to change that person, but it destroyed her teeth. And then I fixed them and then it destroyed them again. Oh. It didn't last more than seven years. And I just said, there's only so much I can do. Yeah. You know, and, 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 yeah and, she's a very, very sweet lady. And the thing is, you can get rid of cancer on a vegetable diet. You can't. I know. I've heard. Yeah. Fruit is, fruit is detoxifying, right? So it works. Like, you know, I have a, a colleague um, here who, who works with raw food only, wants to prescribe raw food yeah. to everyone because it reduces inflammation and all that stuff. Some people can't handle yeah. that digestively, though. And there's other issues. But right. it really does reduce inflammation and can, re- like, turn things around fast. But you have to be aware yeah. of that balance because I think that for most people, lower in sugars is going to help the overall situation. So even if it's fruit sugar, even just like focusing more on the vegetables, I think is really, it yeah. will transform the body without, you know, completely messing things up. But I agree with you. And like the, the amino acids thing has been a huge thing for me. Like after being vegan for so long, I was like, I am depleted. So <laughs> And I had, I had, you know, friends break down to me what happens, like, especially like if you are, um, pregnant women are, are, you know, all of the amino acids get stripped from your body, like to go to the child. So like like, your whole oral situation can degrade (laughs) even further if you don't have enough amino acids. I was like, Oh my God, (laughs) let me get this together. It's crazy. Right. I mean, it it is really connected. Yeah. Yeah. And simple, but yeah. Um, I, I had a lady came in the other day and she said, oh, she has some troubles with her teeth, but she said, oh yeah, when I was pregnant, my gums would bleed so bad and this and that. And I said, I know. And so I said, so what did you do to help with that? She goes, well, I didn't brush as hard or floss as much because it was, you know, it would bleed. And it's actually any pregnant moms listening, you want to brush and floss more. You, you actually going to make ah. it bleed, but it'll flush out. Right. And then of course, work with your doctor and make sure you have your proteins in, your amino acids in. Um, but hygiene has to be way in. Some of it's just really hormonal, you know. So there's an inflammation of the epithelium and the and the tissue, so they 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 hold more water. So they're just more inflamed naturally. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of times too. I mean, I you probably know this more than I, but a lot of the women when they're pregnant, you know, I mean, they might be eating foods that are contributing too because they get the various cravings, right? That's true. Oh, but, but do vegans should supplement with phosphorus and arginine and it should protect their teeth much more. Yeah. I'm with you on the amino acids overall, just because I feel like if you're, if you're plant-based for a really long time and not using any animal products at all, then you likely are going to be deficient in amino acids at some point um, or have an issue. I don't think it happens as much for people who become plant-based later in life, I think it actually helps them because it's like a detoxifying thing and it helps them in their later age, like aging. But if I started when I was 13, so like 25 years later, I'm like, whoa, like I, you know, I do see benefits, but I also notice because I'm a nutritionist and I'm very intense, the things that I need to like hone in on to make myself feel better, you know? Oh, that's good. Yeah. So yeah. You're, a bit, you're being in tune with what your body needs. That's yeah, good. which is super important. I don't believe in labels. You know, I, I tell this to my clients all the time. Like, I don't believe that diet should be about labels or some sort of, 
I don't know. I don't know. There's some people get into this thing where they're very focused on the emotional aspects of their diet. And some of that is true and some isn't. But the problem is, especially as women, because we have so many different hormonal shifts, um, it really is not a good idea to ever like deny an intuitive thing that your body's being like, hey, I think you should try and eat this. Yeah, make you feel better. Yeah, I mean, you know, like green food. Sometimes you'll be walking by and go, "Oh wow, that that looks really good." Okay, the body's telling you something, right? Right. You know, and and I was just thinking about that. I mean, vegans can eat fruit too, correct? So yeah, um, Yeah. they might go on. uh, The the vegans might have trouble because they're going heavily on fruit. You know, I mean, look, Grandma all used to say to us, "Eat your greens." Right. You know, we don't hear the phrase "eat your fruits." Right. <laughs> you know, right. and and also don't take those pills. You don't need pills. I don't know. That was in my family. It's like, you know, when I was a kid growing up, it was like, you got a headache. Be like, what are you doing? Taking an aspirin. You, That's so what are you doing? Yeah. It was no pills back then. Right now it's like, oh, I got this. I got that. Take a pill, a pill, a pill. And, you know, and then you have the whole, uh, onslaught whole nother topic but uh people doing antidepressants and you know the antidepressants dry out the mouth mm, uh, they have their they, you know, a lot of people yeah they need to look at the side effects of all these things and try to get to the root cause yeah you know yeah because uh i was just reading about celiac disease people that have celiac disease they have malabsorption and one of the big side effects is depression yeah Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, well, there's definitely a tie-in with depression. And there's a study, I can't quote the study, but I remember years ago looking at this study in Canada. And they found out that uh, in-depth um, nutritional analysis discovered what was going on with 95% of people that had, quote-unquote, mental um, illness and things like that. They could resolve it on the nutritional side, 95%. Yeah. For sure. For sure. <clears throat> you I know, deal with so, it all the time. It's usually gut-related issues. Sometimes it's a parasite. Sometimes it's candida overgrowth, dysbiosis. Yeah. Like, and, the, and then nutrient deficiencies. There, There's a ton of nutrient deficiencies you can have that can lead to depression. So I agree. Wow. And there's probably good tests to do now with all that stuff. Oh, right? yeah, totally. It's, it's super awesome. Yeah. You know, people don't, wow. people don't, in, it hasn't caught up yet with with Western medicine because they're like, ah, that's just <laughs> hogwash. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I'm yeah. like, okay, but I'm over here helping people. But yeah, yeah, now we have like functional medicine tests that can test for over 150 nutritional biomarkers. Like that's like oh, wow. should be the like holy grail. I do it on myself every year. And I like, I'm like, why don't we, why can't I just go and get that for a checkup? You know what I mean? Instead of just focusing only on vitamin D, B12, you know, like the very basics, maybe iron. And sometimes you could beg people to look up all of these, you know, things on yourself. So it's important that we start having conversations around mental health that have to do with like looking at nutrients as well. So much with nutrients. Because a lot of times, you know, when my, when I have patients, because in the holistic area, you know, you, you, you bleed over into these various areas in dentistry too. And people say, well, I'm taking this, but is there something else I could do or something? So, you know, you don't want to be glib and and they have to work with their doctor, but there's so many other things that can be done. You know, it's like I tell them, I said, well, you know, here's the thing I know for sure. You're not suffering from a deficiency of Lexapro or Prozac. 
No. You know, so why are you supplementing with that? You know, <laughs> and they're going to have so many side effects. One of them, I think the studies came out now, one in 300 have uh, suicidal ideation now. Oh my God. They, and they know this. They, I they can't know tell this. you the they number of people that I've helped get off of those things, mostly because most of those medications also deplete the nutrients you need to not be depressed. So over time, it contributes to the problem. So it's like, well, how, you know what I mean? How's that helping? Well, and even uh, if you look up the chemical formulation in Prozac, it's com- uh, a big part of it is fluoride. Oh, wow. And it's got basically almost toxic levels of fluoride, especially if they increase the dosage. What? It's 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 incredible. Yeah. Wow. Check it out. Had no idea. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, um, it, it's time for uh, people to be their own advocate and really study things and look at things because, you know, if you go to a medical doctor, you're going to get medicine. If you go to chiropractic, you're going to get adjustment. If you go to a osteopathic doctor, you're going to get a little bit of both. And if you go to a nutritionist, you're going to get nutrition. So it's a, it's sort of a blend of things. And, and someday the eagles will calm down a little bit and people will come together and we'll have a comprehensive plan, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but that's my pro- but that's my problem with the health profession in general like I came into this as a passion I had a whole other career as an actress and producer I didn't think I was going to do this and then I was like I'm obsessed right and yeah. so I think it's really Good interesting to observe people in this profession and they're doing it for other reasons than wanting to help people or wanting to you know what I mean move things forward and for me I like that my favorite thing to do is to refer patients to other people who can support their health the same way that I'm supporting it because it needs to be a package. Like I'm always referring to acupuncturists, chiropractors, other people, because ideally the best hospital would be a place where we could go or the best healthcare would be like, I could go to you. Someone could come to me. They could go to an acupuncturist. They could go to this person. They get adjusted. They get an IV. They'd feel great. Yeah. And what if we did all the tests? Yeah. What if we did all the tests and then we sat down at a little round table and said, anything you want to contribute? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Oh my and then God. It's like, well, we need more data. We need more data. Uh, yeah. Let's meet next week. And then next week, maybe you go over, you know, you spend half a day and you go over 30 or 40 patients and, and, a, and a treatment plan is kind of collectively laid out. That would be, I think that's going to be the future of of medicine, you know, I mean, there's going to be stem cell and like with dentistry, we're going to be able to regrow teeth and stuff. The problem is wow. we don't know how to reattach them to a nerve and we don't know how to regrow them. Uh, it, right now it's in a Petri dish. So then we got to wow. implant them back in. So they're sort of a dead tooth. But if we take uh, germ cells or stem cells and place it down in the jawbone, something might grow there, but we don't know which way it's going to grow. Right. So there's a lot of experiment that has to go on. So, the, wow. you know, the young kids all say, ah, I'm not going to worry about it. There'll be stem cells then. It's like, <laughs> not quite yet, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> and lastly, I'll tell you, the University of Washington is working on some products that they're, they can turn on the pathways that regenerate and regrow enamel. Whoa. So they've, <laughs> they've got that down, but they're running it through FDA trials and it's just going to take a long time, sadly, but it's sort of a gel. It turns on what's called amelogenesis, which is the forming of enamel. Wow. And uh, you wear it and it'll, it'll like people that have erosion or whatever, 
they can wear these trays and and they wear it and then they can measure out how much it'll grow so they might need it for 40 days or 120 days and they can regrow a lot of their enamel apparently wow so that's coming then they'll work on dentin then they'll work on gum tissue and then they'll work on nerves wow. and the minute they learn how to turn back on nerves it's going to leave that area and it'll go to spinal cord injury peripheral nerve damage and so you know it's interesting to to pat myself on the back the profession of dentistry actually has led the way in so many great inventions you know x-rayology mm-hmm. retinology they call it um uh anesthesia we were the first to figure out anesthesia chloroform and stuff you know poor guy was testing products for i don't know months and months and took a sniff of chloroform and he woke up, you know, 10 minutes later with a bruise on his forehead and a fat lip. And okay, this is going to work. And that's chloroform, right? <gasps> so we have that. And then dental oh. implants, we've perfected them so well that that whole area then went into mainstream medicine with hip replacements, implants, mm-hmm. uh, metal implants, and things like that. So now they're learning, okay, those metal things have metal ions. Can we have something more inert? Titanium is very inert. It doesn't off-kick metal ions. But um, you have this problem with sometimes they have chromium cobalt uh, hip joints, and that just throws all kinds of metal ions into the body. So those people better know how to detox better because the medical profession, they're a little disconnected yet. They'll they'll come together, but right now they don't think in terms of, well, what about the ions, you know? Right. (laughs) Oh, they'll be fine, you know? Why did that guy die of cancer five years later? What happened? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. So, you know, people need to do their own uh, research. But it would be great to have a whole panel of uh, healthcare people. Yeah. And and I think the Mayo Clinic kind of does that. The Cleveland Clinic, they're starting to do a little bit of that. You know, they are. I was speaking to to the the head guy. He he was doing pretty good work. They're doing pretty good work. I like it. Yeah. So... The future looks good. It's looking better. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Dr. O'Malley. You're welcome. My pleasure. So much. You are welcome back anytime on the podcast. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. That was great. Thank you. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, Visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. All right, y'all, it's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs on Instagram at therawgirl, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Tamara via Instagram, who says, is there anything I can do to protect my body from mercury mercury exposure after removing my mercury fillings? 
Awesome question, Tamara. Definitely. I've experienced removal of mercury fillings too. And thankfully, all of my crazy immediate symptoms went away as soon as they were removed. But then I had to basically detox my body from the mercury exposure. So here's some steps that you can consider. One, I highly recommend you consult a healthcare professional. Um, Holistic would be preferred just to help you get some guidance or just go through a detox protocol that they already have. Like I have a mercury detox protocol and it is kind of important to like take certain steps and also not detoxify too fast or too slow or whatever it is so that um, you're not uncomfortable during the process. You also want to support your liver. The liver plays a really key role in detoxification. So you can support its functioning by consuming a nutritious diet rich in antioxidants, fiber and sulfur-containing foods, things like leafy greens, cruciferous vegetables, garlic, onions, and turmeric. You can also support liver functioning by doing casserole packs on your liver. That can also help with um, boosting the actual functioning of it and detox the liver a little bit. You can stay really hydrated. So drink plenty of purified water to support your kidney function and also facilitate toxin elimination through urine. You also want to include fiber-rich foods. So all of the fruits and vegetables, whole grains, um, things that will help bind the toxins in the digestive tract and also promote their elimination. You are definitely going to need to consider supplementation, which is why I mentioned seeing a healthcare provider. Some supplements definitely are very helpful for mercury detoxification, but you want to consult with someone on a protocol so that you can take the right ones and the right steps and the right doses for you. Um, some examples of these supplements include things like chlorella, cilantro, alpha lipoic acid, um, NAC or N-acetylcysteine and milk thistle. Um, some of these are supporting the liver. Some of these are just supporting overall detox. And some of these are actually um, chelators or removing the actual mercury from your systems. Then you also just want to support your elimination pathway. So you can do that by encouraging sweating through exercise, saunas, hot baths, um, to promote the elimination of toxins through your skin. Um, it's really important that you're having regular bowel movements. So make sure that you are going at least once, if not twice a day, um, and obviously increasing your water to intake and help with that as well. I hope that this gives you a place to start and that this was useful. Okay, it is time to close out today's show. I hope that you have learned a different way to think about dentistry. I was so excited about learning this information. So I hope you're excited too, because I'm tired of people drilling my stuff down. Um, and I also hope that you learned something about the unexpected links between your oral health and other forms of disease and why it's so important to maintain good oral hygiene and seek regular dental care to help prevent and manage any type of disease process that could be related to oral health. Leave a comment or DM me on Instagram at the raw girl and tell me about your oral health routine or how this episode has benefited you. I hope to hear from you soon. Today, I leave you with a quote from Deepak Chopra. The mouth is the gateway to the body's overall health. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at the raw girl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. To watch my free diet training, The Six Keys to Determine Your Ideal Diet, visit www.therawgirl.com forward slash six ways free class. And to watch my free hormone training, The Secret to Resetting Your Hormones, even if you have fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, or heavy bleeding, visit therawgirl.com forward slash free dash training. 
For more on this show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingageless.com. <laughs>